What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're on a knockout super wild card weekend, recapping everything. I mean, it was it was an ugly weekend for some teams, some teams out there. But as always, go down, like, subscribe, comment what you thought on it. If you catch some bets, let us hear them. Um, or if your team is still moving on, let us know down in the comment section. I'm Paul Pickham with them. I'm joined with. You already know, man. It's your boy, Kev. Water boys, boy, aka the Don Pioni, always the realest on your screen. And I was at the house, Paul. I don't know what y'all talking about. I was on the couch. We we wasn't too far behind you, bro. Did we whenever y'all went to Cancun, hopefully y'all saved us like the a couple hotels. Cancun. Cancun is for teams I can't afford. That we going to we going to Naples and <laughs> Naples, Florida. Yeah, we going to Naples. Can we going to West Palm Beach? Can't afford no Cancun. No, nah, but I mean, shit. There's a, there's a bloodbath. I think that's yeah. The- that shit was definitely an insane week of football, and it wasn't insane as the play. It was just like, yo, like niggas really got slaughtered. Some teams showed up. Some teams showed out. Some teams went packing, like with a get your ass out of here, like kicking the keys, uh, kick to the keister type, get the fuck out of here. And nah, this shit, this shit was like an episode of Game of Thrones. And someone else who showed up was weather. Weather was a motherfucker, at least in a couple of these games. I even postponed yeah, one of these. Bro, you seen the clip of the um the Steelers fans having like like fucking go through snow, like fucking remnants do like snow up to their waist just to get to their seats? Was it the Steelers or was it uh, oh yeah, because they're at the Bills, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the one when they were shoveling and a Bills fan had no shirt on, waving it, and it slid down the stairs like it was a slide. And I was like, yeah, that's a Buffalo – that's Buffalo a Bills Mafia if I've ever seen it right there. But the point is that – I will say that stadium is lit because when they score, they start throwing snowballs in there. That shit's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I saw someone live tweet saying, like, um, Steelers fans are despicable. They're throwing snowballs at Josh Allen's passes trying to fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, there's any fan base that's that die hard. Steelers is one of them. Yeah, Steelers is definitely one of them. Well, where do you really want to start off here? Should we start on the Saturday games? I mean, we low key can start about the main event slobber knocker that we, we didn't expect since we was already talking about the Buffalo Stadium. Bills Mafia right. alive, doing their things, running through tables, running around with no shirts on in the cold. Josh Allen. Doing Josh Allen shit. How'd you feel about your homies, the Buffalo Bills? Not my homies, but there's definitely a lot of Steelers fans talking loud when the Dolphins lost. So it was, I was stuck in a rock and a hard place on like, I don't want to root for the Bills, but I also want to see the Steelers get their fucking asses destroyed just to quiet up home, uh, Pat, because Pat was talking crazy. Uh, But I mean, this is this was the one I think because we didn't get any of the usually every year we get the a team doesn't belong type of game, and we didn't get many of that. We got a lot of like true underdog stories throughout the playoffs, whereas this one I felt like was like Bills showcasing like hey like the seven seed shit shouldn't be happening because this is what happens when you put a seven seed into the playoffs. Like we just blow their fucking doors off the roof. Oh, no, that's fucking funny as fuck. But, um, I mean, don't come at the seventh seed. We love the Yeah, we can't seat. no more. We can't no more. But in that game, it was one of those, like, this team doesn't belong. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say this team doesn't belong per se because like, it was 17-24 until they scored that um, – Khalil Shakir scored that last touchdown. And he kind of just shook the fuck out of the entire fucking Steelers secondary to get that um, – to score that one. It was like a 17-yard pass. And he did that crazy – like his knee didn't hit the ground because like – Yeah, like, Crazy. And then he got the end of the guy up and just got the shaking shit. So – that was definitely a crazy play, but um, I mean, no, because I, I think that's what I said. Because early on, it felt like that because it was twenty-one-zero. But then the Steelers flipped the switch, and then the Bills started doing Bill type things and like stalling and like fucking up, and the Steelers clawed back into a ball game. Yeah, because that's when I started watching. They early on, Mason Rudolph came down to the fucking two-yard line, throwing interception. And it was already 14-0. And there one time they brought the score early. He throws an interception on the goal line. And I was like, damn, bro, this is why the Steelers should not be in the playoffs. Mason Rudolph <laughs> is not a playoff caliber guy. Nah, bro. I mean, they look good. They didn't look terrible. But shout out to Bills, man. The Bills won. Josh Allen only stood through 200 yards. They still scored three touchdowns. Like, they did what they needed still to do. A blizzard. Like they moved it two days, and it was still they had more time to shovel. That's all. Like, no, that's crazy. Just throwing it a blizzard is insane. But shout out that boy. So, but did you see my dog Mike Tomlin afterwards? I did. I saw the clip. My boy walked the fuck off on his stupid asses. Did not want to hear talk about his future or his contract. We we just lost a fucking playoff football game. All right, like I'm not here to talk about fucking my future and contracts and all that right now. Fucking give me, I gotta go talk to a team that worked their fucking ass off all year to come up short right now. Like fuck y'all. <laughs> right, get the fuck out of here, fucking reporter. Should have spit on him. To be honest, spit on him is kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. No, but that's but that's how the real football guys be. Mike Tomlin is a real football guy, and an old school football guy. Uh, but I mean, shout out Bills. They are honestly for uh one of the they're stacking up with the Chiefs next week, and like, I mean, script writers couldn't write that no better. Oh, we love those matchups. We might as well knock out the other Monday night game, the Buccaneers. Stomping out the Eagles offensively they, and defensively. But they said that boy Baker Mayfield was an Ebor after the ass whoop they gave the Eagles. This probably getting crunk with it, bro. Probably even take off his he probably showing up cleats, pads, helmet, and all, bro. This nah, 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 nah. Joe's in a hoodie. Joe's in a hoodie. <laughs> that boy was cleats, pads, turn. What? Baker, Baker, one of them, bro. He is not making it to the next game, <laughs> bro. Baker, but I mean, sending shout out Jason Kelsey. He doesn't disturb deserve this stray, but he's about to get it. Retired. They just said they the Buccaneers sent that boy off on an L into retirement. I was like, damn. Not it's not it's not the fact. See, if you apologize for that, team, you definitely don't want to hear what I got to say. Because I was watching, I was watching some shit, and it was like motherfucking. They said Jason Kelsey. They went for um the the tush push. They went for the um for the tush push, and Jason Kelsey saw Vita Bay get lower than him, and stopped that bitch. And they said, "Well, it's been a good one." <laughs> they make people like that nowadays. Nah, Vita that Bay. shit is crazy. 
is a fucking unit. I feel like the Tush Push, if it stays around any longer, people, every team is going to have a Vita Vea. They're going to like, you don't have to play no other downs, but you got to be 350 this wide of a guy. And we're going to, we're just going to stop that shit. Because on the, on the, they thought they was going to get that little two point conversion, go up, not go up, but cut, cut it to like a one point, uh, one score, present, uh, one score game. Yep. As soon as he stuffed it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. It's up for them, boys. No, I was just shocked. I was shocked as fuck at all the missed tackles by this Eagles defense more than anything. Bradbury, they're saying he out of there. He gonzo after uh, him. Some other guys that are missing a lot. I think Slay was uh, boofing on tackles, too. The whole, Everybody. The secondary on the back end. How about that? You got to put it on one person. Literally, everybody was getting bit. And then it was so bad that Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis was on the Manning cast, and he was like, he's like, yo, bro, what the fuck are these guys doing? The angles they're taking is not, is this is not good tackle. <laughs> I think to like the, the the two plays in a row that summed this game up was Mike Evans dropped that deep ball. That would have been a touchdown, walk-in touchdown. Maybe he gets tackled at the one. But – and in the very next play, they throw that shit to David Moore, and he just breaks, like, three fucking tackles and scores a touchdown. Very <laughs> – play, another 50-yarder. Just like, oh, we didn't get that 50-yarder, we'll get this fucking 50-yarder. Because yeah. I know – I saw the change of Bucks fans live in the chat. It's like, Mike Evans got to fucking catch that. What the fuck? This is a playoff game. That's going to cost us to get. And then, like, 30, 20 seconds later, oh, shit. Oh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> and everybody, I thought they were cursed for real because everyone on the um, pregame, all bucks. I took a picture of that shit. And I was like, well, it was a good season, y'all boys. Like, y'all, y'all is toast. Now, that shit is crazy. I'm still just surprised that this Eagles team just they got a lot. I mean, they're missing AJ Brown. That's a big that's a big root. That's a big um bet. Yeah, Devontae Smith was cutting up though. But Jana Hurts I just didn't like it was like his last play on it was like a fourth down. It wasn't the last play of the game because the uh, Bucks got it back, but the, the uh, one of the drives that they were going on, it was like a fourth and nine. He throws like a curl route that's like four yards short with the guy on him. So he catches it and gets tackled immediately. And all of a sudden, they just like jog off the field into possession. Bucks get the ball in. There. And I was just like, yeah, at least kind of like throw it up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fucking, that shit's like a four yard low curl. Like, a homie getting tackled on off God. Like, I mean, the game was probably, it was way out, way out of the um, catch by then. Uh, but still, it was just like, a lot of Eagles fans are not too pleased, especially with like Jalen Hurts' response at the podium with like, our biggest fear isn't being quite inadequate. Our biggest fear is uh, our power being too, I don't know, he dropped some of that Coach Carter quote. Nice. Um, I look at this team as a team definitely the definition of imposing. Um. I just want to know what the fuck happened. This there had to have been one disconnect that just I don't know if there was I there just had to have been a disconnect that there somebody unplugged the switch, somebody unplugged the game console, like somebody unplugged whatever they had working because I don't know if it's something in the locker room, something 
offensively, defensively, but but there was like coaching wise, there was just something that they did not have no more. And I don't know if they're gonna if it's something that can be brought back next year, or they just gotta find a new way to find it. But their mojo was not there. This didn't even look like the Eagles team we saw go ten and one earlier. And overall, we know they was tripping. They went like what one and five in their last six. But this Eagles team is just, mm, I did not know who the boys was for a while for watching this game. And I will say, like, Jason Kelsey's retiring. One of the, he's going to Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame center that they're going to have to replace. Lane Johnson's pretty old. He almost retired last year when he made it to the Super Bowl. Fletcher Cox may retire. Brandon Graham is old. Under He almost retired after the Super Bowl run also. Like, those are all heavy hitters that, like, who knows? Like, their, their time is short, so – they got it's not a good time if people start retiring unless they can refill it. Right. Next game, though, I got to come come clean Chiefs versus Dolphins 26 7. One of the coldest games of the playoff history. And the Chiefs got lucky, man. What can you say? Like, you know, sometime. What was the temperature? Uh, it got colder throughout the game. It started like negative one, then it, I think, and then the game was like negative eight or something. It was like went negative like twenty something wind chill throughout the whole game. Wow, that's actually crazy. But yeah, man, Paul, tell me what the fuck happened, bro. Their defense came to play. We we kind of abandoned the run game early. We were just at uh, we didn't run the ball too much at all. We especially in this type of weather, you got to be able to run the ball. Isaiah Pacheco was definitely it's kind of five yard run, four yard run, eight yard run, twelve yard run. Like he was cutting up. They made mistakes. Their offense still wasn't clicking. Um, there was a like Travis Kelsey with a couple drops that were like no, like it was right on him. Rasheed Rice is him. I think Rasheed Rice is proven wide receiver one. And this Dolphins team, we just looked like a team that was all glitz, all glamour, but no. No real substance. We we had a couple. We had that Tyree kill deep shot touchdown. All right, that was our one score. Defensively, bro, we couldn't stop him. That shit was just so sad. Like we had him on like a third and twelve, and then Vic Fangio calls an all out blitz, and then Rashi Rice just cuts up and gets an easy first down. I was like, bro, why are we sending eight men on a third and twelve? Where this, uh, uh, but. This is why you lean towards the veteran teams that been here, done that. Am I here to call for Tua's job? No, because if this was a normal playoff game where the temperature isn't negative fucking 20 degrees and he shits the bed and everything looks bad, then I'm kind of putting more blame on him. But for a big play, his first ever playoff game against the defending Super Bowl champions in their house, one of the loudest stadiums in the, in the NFL, at negative 20 fucking wind chill, something that being a Miami Dolphin, he does never really experience. I can't put too much blame on the poor offense. So I think I think we're running back next year. Hopefully we just we start we just start gluing. We start getting more more like committed to the run game and more committed to not just the deep shots and just using Tyreek like Use these other receivers. Open like make, they get them to look over there. So then those Tyree shots are more open whenever you want them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me when it comes to y'all is that the biggest is just a tale of two halves with Tua. I think beginning of the season, you play like MVP caliber. You're sick of the season. 
you play more like a you pour more play more behind the scenes when making it work type shit. Yeah, he definitely was a drop off towards the second half. There wasn't it wasn't no more three hundred and fifty yard, three touchdown games. It was like some interceptions almost guaranteed every game. Yeah, it's just I think that's the Michael Daniels offense thing. I think there's a lot to figure out. And the drawing board is now we know you guys can go back to the drawing board and start going getting right. But I shout out this Chiefs defense. They played well. Even in yeah. the snow. Um Oh, I mean, yeah, they definitely played well. Others, there's that one play where Sneed fucking pushes Tyreek to the ground, like on the stuffed him. I was like, damn, it's not a good look. Oh, uh, yeah. And the only thing I'm happy is the game's on a Saturday, so people forgot by now. Nah, that's cool. And then shout, and then shout out um, Tyreek Hill for that catch. That shit was fucking crazy with a touchdown. Yeah, the uh, one and only. Shaking, shaking and baking, do what he got to do type shit. So, yeah, I mean, sorry to not see your Dolphins continuing to play out, but, hey, still three weeks of football here. Chiefs go on and win it all. It won't hurt as bad. We lost the two-time Super Bowl champion. Next game, Texans-Browns. Texans 45, Browns 14. That's the, the Joe Flacco magic finally wear it off. C.J. Stroud is him. How did you feel about us? Uh, this this domination of a football game. Bro, that's what it says, right? But, like, that's what it looks like, right? But when I was watching this, I got to see the beginning because I watched a lot of these games in bits and pieces. So it was, like, five lead changes when I was watching this shit. So when I came back and I seen it was, like, 45, I was like, bro, what the fuck happened? Early so, on, it was a shootout, back and forth. Yeah, but I say it was 17-14, kid. And the next thing you know, it just stayed 14 for a minute. But shout out fucking this offense, D'Amico Ryans. I mean, the, the postseason don't count, but more reasons why my dog should be the coach of the year candidate. I'm just saying. Both sides of the ball. CJ Stroud, 16 of 21, 274, three touchdowns. And then two pick sixes by that defense for the fucking Texans. At that point, the that game, game was over. Two pick sixes is dangerous. No Flacco yeah, game they fucked Joe Burrow all the way up, and they didn't give him much time to motherfucking um breathe at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on DeMarco Ryan's being coach of the year at this point. What, what I just seen on the playoff, I know it don't count, but what I just saw, this guy C.J. Stroud really could. I wouldn't be shocked if they have a fucking Bengals Joe Burrow type year after what I just saw they do to the best defense on paper in the NFL. Yeah, we'll see. They keep showing up and showing up. I'm not going to lie. They continuously gain more and more respect and admiration for me. And their defense is legit. If their defense was playing soft football, I would feel a little different. But their defense, is, they they can tackle. Nice. Next game, the biggest, wildest game of the season, I think. The Cowboys losing at home 32-48. to 48. A lot of people say, I, I told you so, Cowboys playoffs. It's fucking Packers own them. Packers are still undefeated in Jerry World. Um, oh. Insane. Um, more playoff wins by the Packers in Jerry World than the Cowboys. Another insane stat. Um, like 48-32, another guy that's candidate of him of the year, Jordan Love. Yeah. He's, he's earned it. 
remember we was rapping about like, yeah, bro, you got like T has like ten good plays in him, and like <laughs> after that, I don't know what happened. Nah, bro's just showing wild, but like we can't just leave it on the offense because Jair Alexander and the boys did they thing on defense. Jair, the pick, I wasn't a pick six. I stopped at the one, but damn near pick six. Mm-hmm. And then Savage, yeah. I think it was the safety getting the pick six like two drives later. The thing about it is, and they made they made Dak look human. They made his offense look really, really fucking slow. And it wasn't for the fucking garbage time points that they put up. They wouldn't. This shit wouldn't even been close even a little bit. No, and twenty-seven zero. Halfway through, not halfway, almost end of the second quarter. Cowboys, they really just buried themselves into such a big hole. It was over at halftime, like. You could have waited for a Cowboys comeback, but 27-0, you just shot yourself in the foot way too much. You bleeding now at that point. And uh, Aaron Jones owns the Cowboys. Once again, what, how many touchdowns did he get? Three touchdowns, 118 yards. He oh, They said like he dominates when he plays the Cowboys. No cap. And I think, that's something we haven't talked about, I realized, that we haven't talked about the fact that Aaron on his win streak, Aaron Jones is having averaging um his lowest I think his lowest game was 111 yards. This this and Matt LaFleur has so many more options with this defense and Jordan Love flourishing into a, a splendid pro. Like Yeah. The Packers the Packers are a lot scary and a lot tougher than I ever could have expected this season. I'm not gonna lie to you. Best franchise to develop QBs, they saying. Then, uh, oh, but we can't move on without saying. Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones basically said his job is safe. But like, you never know. If Bill Belichick is knocking on the door. Or they even saying Jim Harbaugh coming, coming from Michigan. Or uh, someone even threw out, I heard, Mike Tomlin from the Steelers. If you Jerry Jones, are you taking are you taking Bill Tomlin or Jim Harbaugh over Mike McCarthy? Or are you just I mean three twelve and five seasons in a row? He just can't get it done in the dance. I mean, I think Jerry needs to get out the way. That's a whole other story for Ted. I think if the Cowboys ever want to be successful, Jerry has to get the fuck out of the way. He came from he his suite at halftime down down to the locker room. That's it is crazy. <laughs> Boy, I had to go give him. I had to go whisper in the ear. You like y'all are not getting paid to go fucking tighten up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll see how that story unfolds with McCarthy staying with Cowboys for another season, or and even Dak, he's supposed to get like sixty million or some crazy number if he stays with the Cowboys. Yeah, I like him to do it. I think. One thing, they, one thing, um, they keep bringing up on Shannon Sharp on Okja is that Jerry Jones likes somebody that's going to listen to what he says, but still do what he got to get done. And I think Mike McCarthy might be able to do both of those. Facts. And then the game that we're the most blurry on, on whether or not who picked who. I know I was at least on the Rams. Not too sure if Kev picked the line. He may have picked the line. He may have picked the Rams. We got to check the tape. Got to check the footage. Lions win a playoff game, Kev, 24-23 over Matthew Stafford-led Rams. And it was booing the fuck out of Matthew Stafford and the Lions fans during the game. 
Nah, bro, you're not lying, kid. They, when he got on that fucking field, they, boo! <laughs> boo! And his wife, boo her too. Like They, was they did. She, 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 she complained that they was booing her and the kids. They booed the kids. Yeah. Boo, boo the kids. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that game was, this game was probably the closest, like, out of everybody's. By far. But, um, yeah, this game was a fun game, and it came down to the last possession. But, boo! <laughs> I can do that for hours. And shout out Puka. Nine catches, 181 yards, and a touchdown. He broke the rookie record for uh, yards in a playoff game as well as breaking all the other rookie records during the regular season. Oh, wow. And he's not he's not winning rookie of the year though because CJ Stroud's winning rookie of the year. That that's shit fucked all the way up. That shit is just crazy. Puka, he did all he could do. Puka, maybe I mean, next. But shout out Matthew Stafford for getting somebody else in the history books again. Yeah, Please. hey Matthew Stafford literally looked. He had a concussion on the field on that last drive when he got the oh. whip on him. And shout out for being such a class act. Even him, he was saying it like, "I'm happy for the players." Yeah, shit, I'm happy for the players. I'm happy for MCDC. Them boys were crying. The fans were fucking crying at the fucking side. And when, after they won that game, Paul, I was like, oh, this is what the part of football nobody tells you about. <laughs> Detroit Lions winning a playoff game, bro. I don't, if we started this podcast, we would have never thought that. 30 years in the making. Who would have known Jerry Goff would have been the one that taken them to the dance? I'm on St. Brown, later draft pick, making everyone that passed over him definitely look back and fucking hate themselves. No Laporta either. Oh, really? Laporta will be back maybe for next week, but they didn't even have it for this game, and they still look pretty good. Nah, deadass. I mean, it was a great game. I mean, shout out Jared Goff. That people put a lot more respect on his name now, you feel me? It's That's what comes with the terrain, but... It's a good one for my lines. I'm quite happy for it. Close, but good one. And that sets us up. That's all the games, and it sets us up for a fucking crazy. Now we get to see Lamar and the 49ers. They had a week of rest. They're going to be back for the divisional round. Uh, I think it's Baker versus the Lions. It's Bills versus Chiefs. It's Packers versus 49ers. And Texans versus Ravens. It's going to be a good-ass week of divisional football. So catch us there. Also, if uh, anything we wanted to say, drop it down in the comments. Leave a like, subscribe. We just recap super wild card football for y'all boys. Super. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.